When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming up on the five-year anniversary of the Coach and Coordinator Podcast, and it's been an incredible five years. We've had so many great guests, and of course, we have a great audience. And to show our appreciation to you, we've collaborated with Glazier Clinics. We've put together a package for you if you win this drawing. It's a Glazier season pass for your entire coaching staff, which includes your high school, junior high, and feeder programs, unlimited access to all the Glazier Clinics, unlimited Glazier Drive access. That's a $3.99 value. We've also put together a travel package for you. Travel expenses for one clinic, hotel, flight, rental car, or mileage, up to $1,500. So it's easy to enter to win. Go to glazierclinics.com slash win. We will announce the winner on December 12th, which again is the five-year anniversary of Coaching Coordinator. We appreciate all of you, and good luck in the sweepstakes. Get all the details and enter to win at glazierclinics.com slash win. Speaking of anniversary, we go all the way back to year one of the podcast and the game plan. Some great episodes with Coach Terry Shea, who's now an NFL Draft consultant, was a longtime college football coach at the Division I level and in the NFL. And in this one, we talk about wrapping up the season as well as that start to the new season. I know a lot of guys think about what's going to happen next year, what things do you need to get organized to get your season kicked off right. And so we're going to address some of those issues in this podcast. So enjoy this one with Coach Terry Shea. Welcome to Episode 11, Week 11 of the Game Plan with our co-host, Terry Shea. Coach, it's, it's great to have you here in week 11. Thanks, Keith. It's, uh, it's been an exciting year, and now we're uh, taking the clubhouse turn and getting close to Halloween, getting close to the uh, brisk weather, and uh, the nights are going to be longer, so uh, the coaches have a lot to work around. Well, definitely, Coach. And as we approach this part of the season, we're going to kind of take – two different paths in our, our podcast. We're going to, number one, address those teams who are still playing, um, who have the opportunity to extend their season in the playoffs. Um, and we're also going to address and, and give coaches some strategies for getting the most uh, out of this past season, extracting some information and ideas from you know what they can learn from, from the 2017 season so that they move forward and have a more positive experience heading into 2018. Oh, those are great topics, and I look forward to it. Coach, for uh, a lot of teams, when they talk about the playoffs, they, they refer to it as a new season. And I think in some regards, it's, it's useful to look at it that way. Oh, obviously, the objective now really becomes, you know, some coaches talk about it all the time, but you got to go 1-0 and each week to keep moving on. So, you know, what's your thoughts on approaching this and, and kind of looking at it uh, maybe a little bit differently and approaching it as a new season? Well, the coach travels a fine line at this point in the year where uh, you want to reward your players for making the playoffs 
uh, first off, and you want you want the uh, experience to be obviously positive. You want it to be uh, uh, memorable, and you want it to have some some fun about it. So that's the fine line that it, that a coach will walk. He'll uh, he'll try to you know balance himself on that part of the of the ledger. But then the other part is, as I've learned personally from a, an experience. You, you don't want to necessarily take your foot off the off the pedal either. Uh, you want to keep driving your players to to excel and and to to go beyond um, you know the first week of a playoff opportunity. You you want them to strive for for greatness. And um, boy, that's that's the message that a coach has to deliver without um, you know pounding the rock so hard that the players start to you know, wear down on you going into that first or second week of the playoffs. And, and for some teams, it is a really neat opportunity. Uh, and, and there's all kinds of different playoff systems. Some teams have known for weeks that they're going to be in the playoffs. Other teams got to wait for all the scores to come in on, on Friday night. And, you know, I can remember having those seasons as a high school coach where you, you're sitting there and you're looking to see, okay, where are we at? Are we in? Are we going to have a home game? Um, you know, because uh, those computer points really matter. So, you know, it's a little bit emotional as you head to the weekend and, and for your players as well. And I think part of it for, for those kinds of teams who are on the brink is realizing like the emotions of it and the players are going to go through that over the course of the weekend. And then, um, you know, you're going to have to address that and hit the ground running on Monday. You sure do. I, I want to share a, a personal experience, if I could, with the coaching audience, um, having coaching my very first year as a head coach in the NC2A Division I level at San Jose State. And uh, we had to play our season out and finally win the final game of the year against a very tough Fresno State team. Uh, they were ranked at the time. And we beat them handily, and we earned a chance to move on to a bowl game. And um, now we were in the rankings as, as one of the top 20 teams in the country. And we went to our bowl site. And this is very similar to what maybe a coach will go through with his team. And, and then all of a sudden, the very first opportunity of practice or whatever it might be, and you, you see your players letting up. You see them relaxing to the point where uh, distractions can set in. And I remember taking that team aside and challenging them uh, as to, you know, you're better than, than, uh, uh, than average, and you've got such an opportunity to – uh, grab the, the biggest prize of all, and that's a bowl championship, very much like a state championship. So um, as a coach, you, you have to continue to drive the level of acceleration of your players and, and make sure that they're on track uh, and understand how, how great they can be. I think that's the way you build, build a message around, you know, keeping the players motivated is talk about, you know, greatness of, of this team and what we can accomplish and don't, you know, don't, don't settle for uh, below the line. And so coaches need to bring that message to their players when they get into those playoffs opportunities and particularly the initial days of, of each practice, you know, Keith, uh, the further you go into the playoffs, I know some high schools will play almost through or up till Thanksgiving. A lot of the, a lot of the students by that time are, on you know Thanksgiving break or or they're thinking about Halloween or whatever it might be, mm -hmm. and you've got to make sure your players 
don't uh, fall, you know, fall to the distractions of a, of a long season. Yeah, definitely. There, there is the challenge of, of, of it uh, really seeming, you know, like it's gone on forever. Cause when you think about it, uh, you know, depending on where you are in the country, you, you may have been doing this uh, since, you know, May in spring ball, um, you know, and carrying it through the summer that it is, it, it is quite a long season. And you, you and I have talked at length about different things you can do um, to adjust your practice schedule and to take into account, you know, what your players need as you get late into the season. And certainly those things uh, do apply now. Um, I think, you know, when I look at it in, in the times I've been able to, uh, you know, be an assistant or a head coach in the playoffs, we really, I think, did a good job of, of embracing and um, recognizing that we, we've accomplished a lot to get there. And, you know, in Ohio, it's, you know, the top eight in each region make it. So, you know, that's out of uh, anywhere from, from 25 to 30 teams. So it is an accomplishment. It is quite a battle to, uh, to be able to get those points and especially to be able to get a home game. And, um, you know, we certainly spent uh, a good part of our, our Monday, uh, you know, pre-practice addressing that and making our players understand that this is a reward it's you know not obviously to be looked at like geez you know <laughs> we've been really doing this a long time uh, but that you want to continue uh, week to week throughout the playoffs and I think one area and, and we can revisit this we've talked a little bit about it one area that gets tough is those younger players no longer have a, a game at the end of the week you're only playing that varsity game um, so we've we've shared some ideas, but let's revisit maybe a few tips we have for uh, making sure that those younger players stay engaged. Because this is a tremendous opportunity for them to continue to develop. Well, I know we uh, certainly hit on on one aspect of of developing the youth of your team, and that was uh, to allow the younger players fifteen or twenty minutes of practice time where they can execute the offense or execute the defense, and uh, you know whether you do that at the end of practice or you do that at the, at the pre-practice opportunity, but you, you allow those younger players to really start to feel like they're part of the, the essence of the program and they're starting to develop their own identity. And I think that's, that's one of the real benefits of, of uh, getting to the playoffs and extending your playoff opportunities. So, um, that would, and then we also talked one. I remember Keith, we mentioned the idea of maybe having the seniors start to coach that 20 minute period with the younger players. Yeah. And, and that way the seniors feel like, man, this is the legacy that we can leave uh, with our, with our football team. So there's a, a lot of really unique ways to approach the development of your younger guys. And I remember um, one other thought is, my very first year with Bill Walsh at Stanford, we were getting ready to play a January 1st bowl game against Penn State. And uh, we were at the site out in uh, Orlando, Florida, I believe it was. And and uh, Bill put in three special plays uh, at the very beginning of the week. And I, you know, I just didn't understand what his thinking was at that moment. But then I grew to appreciate what he was attempting to do was generate more inject some more fun into uh the practice week and of course when you practice special plays that's always a fun period and so he allowed that to be kind of a springboard 
to where he allowed the players to kind of kind of relax and and you know in in a way enjoy the very first part of a of a very intense week of preparation for any playoff game. Coach, the other aspect of this is the preparation for coaches is is a little bit different. So over the course of your season, when you're playing in a league or a conference, um, you have quite a few opportunities to see that previous opponent. And, um, you know, it's always as you go through the year deciding which which games you need to look at, um, which ones are most applicable. Um, but it, at this point, and usually it's uh, dictated by state associations that you're going to share the last two or three games or whatever it might be. So now it's really um, paying attention in those games, you know, while you may have developed tendencies over the course of the year, um, those don't necessarily apply that it's really down to your last few games that uh, you might have exchanged with this this opponent who is not in your conference and you're not used to playing. So that you need to look at that as well and, and uh, go back to the beginning of what we said about breaking some of those tendencies and uh, looking to what you can do within that, that uh, set of, of the last few games to maybe add a wrinkle or two. Oh, I think, I think that's a, a great uh, course of action. You know, another another idea would be to appoint one of your younger coaches or maybe uh, two younger coaches to go back and review your entire season of, of, of video and look at games one through seven or one through eight and, and see if they can extract certain things that you did very, very well that you may have forgotten about and put those in front of the, uh, of the, of the staff with the idea that, Hey, maybe there's something we did so very well early in the year that um, our opponent won't be quite prepared for it because they're studying the more recent game tapes. And now you've got something you can build from within. And uh, that, that's a, that's a very worthwhile self-study project that a, a head coach could assign to his, to a couple of younger coaches and, and uh, get that information in front of each other uh, before you actually set down your final game plan. And I think it's, it's a good way to add value for those guys too, because those, those younger guys, maybe they're JV coaches or freshman coaches uh, for you during the season, obviously with, uh, with their teams done playing, you know, uh, they certainly can stay engaged and get involved in some things like that as well. So I think that's a great suggestion, Coach. Well, you want to be, you know, in, in any of these types of projects, you want to be very defined on what, what you need to direct your young coaches toward. So as a head coach, you want to be very spe- specific about here's what I'd like you to look for in the previous seven games of the year, uh, our, our early games. And so make sure that, you know, you, you kind of map out your, your, your plan and offer that to your young coaches and let them fill in the blanks. And um, that would be true of, of any project that a head football coach gives to his coaching staff. Coach, we're going to turn the table here and, and speak to those teams who have put the equipment away. Um, actually, in Alaska, they've already played their state championship and we're going to have one of their coaches, uh, uh, one of the winning state coaches on the show. Uh, but most of the country is is in the playoffs now in their states. Uh, but obviously, there's been those teams who who didn't quite make it. Um, you know, I've, I've been on that end of it, too, sitting on that final night watching, watching those computer points come in and, and realizing, oh, man, we're going to come up just short. And obviously, uh, there's the, the disappointment with that, and, and you want to be playing and continuing your season on. Um, but it's also an opportunity 
uh, if you, you do it the right way, to learn a lot um, from the, the past season and be able to take that and move forward the right way. And I, we're going to talk about this weekly, but uh, the area we're going to focus on today is um, wrapping things up with players the right way. And a, a lot of teams do this. I think some, some uh, good practice for this is to have an exit interview with your players. Um, but obviously that needs to be done the right way. I've, I've seen younger coaches kind of uh, get tripped up here and, you know, it turns into a session where the player just comes in and, and maybe vents about things that uh, he wasn't pleased with during the season. And, and certainly that's not going to be productive for either party. This is a chance to strengthen a relationship with a coach, uh, to help him have some understanding of what his player needs moving forward, and then obviously address those things as you start to plan for the, the 2018 season. Oh, yeah. Just well, well presented, Keith. I, I believe every coach, you know, has a, has a plan for the season. He has a plan for the off season, but he needs to have a plan for the postseason. And the postseason is what you do with your football team uh, before the off season kicks in and how you wrap up the, uh, the, the previous three months of the, of the regular season. So uh, that's, that's important that a coach have a, have a well thought out plan on how he handles what I call the postseason, and and that in, that involves giving each and every one of his players an opportunity uh, not only to meet with his position coach, which I would highly encourage, but to meet with the head coach, and and we we can call it an exit interview, we can call it a a, a final meeting, but it's a one on one session, and a and a coach has to has to really create the environment for for these sessions to really have value. You don't want to be sitting at a desk where three other coaches are in the same room. You want to have a very isolated meeting room where the player walks in. He knows exactly how many minutes that he has to uh, to to you know engage with the head coach. Uh, maybe it's a 20-minute time frame. Maybe I remember when I was in college, you're dealing with 100 and some players, so you you have to really be careful about making other players sit outside your door and wait and wait and wait for their opportunity. So you want to be very disciplined. You want to have uh, some good definition to allowing the players to understand what the meeting is, uh, is meant for. And a coach has to make sure he allows the player to talk. Uh, So often a coach dominates the session with his verbiage and with his ideas. So it's very important. Even those young 15, 16 year old bashful uh, JV players, they, they, they should be encouraged to have a chance to talk. And uh, that's what the meeting can certainly accomplish. And as well to, uh, to set some goals. And if you're going to set or discuss any goal with your young player, you want to make sure it's a measurable goal. You don't want to just talk in abstract terms. You want to make sure that he can walk out of that meeting and, and go back to his family and say, you know what, mom and dad, uh, coach gave me, you know, two really strong goals to, to work on uh, as the off season's coming up. So um, those are some ideas and, and make sure that uh, there's no distractions. There's no one else in the room so that the player feels like it's very confidential and make sure he understands that he has so many minutes uh, to, to handle the session with and uh, give him something he can hold on to when he leaves, leaves your office. And so that's, that's what I would offer the coaches that uh, plan to meet with each player individually, which I think is 
an imperative opportunity for those players to develop and grow and to obviously meet with your seniors at some point one-on-one. Coach, I think some coaches, uh, as they, they start to become veterans, really know how to handle these types of meetings. They become used to doing it. Um, for those younger coaches especially, and, and to provide some structure for the meeting, I always like to, uh, on the day that we um, collected equipment, uh, we would have a schedule up there for players to sign up for meetings with their coaches. Um, we would you know, make ourselves available, obviously, on those days. Um, and we would give our players uh, a questionnaire. And on that questionnaire, we would have things that obviously would help them set some goals. It give their feedback on the season, how they felt about how they performed, how the team did, um, you know, identifying maybe some problem areas. And, you know, I just had a coach the other day message me and say, you know, would you ha- allow your players to evaluate you? And I think the answer is a resounding yes. Um, it's an opportunity for you as a coach, and I don't care what stage you are uh, in as a coach, to to learn and grow and see what things are working well for you and maybe some areas that you have to improve on. Improve on. Uh, but I think at the same point, you know, you want to set it up again the right way. I've always found that giving the players, you know, a scale of like one to ten to answer some questions on on different types of things like communication, uh, on you know maybe um, uh, how he treats his players, etc. I think you go into a number of different things, and there's there's a lot of tools out there on the internet um, that you can look to as resources, but. I think the scale um, starts to give you a better idea, but it should be served as a talking point. So it comes up, and you can use that to serve as, as a structure for that exit interview uh, and allow players, again, to uh, give you feedback, You know, um, hear what they're saying. Some of it, again, you might discard because they're – you know, uh, you have to realize, you know, maybe what emotions are tied with it. And it'd always be good to bring those out in the interview, though, too, and not let some of those things go. Um, it's your opportunity to, to question players and dive deeper into some of those topics that can help you improve as a coach. Oh, that, that's that's a great, uh, great approach. And it gives, uh, as you mentioned, it gives the meeting room a really good structure. Uh, I remember as a position coach, I would give out a questionnaire or a survey, as you as you mentioned. And then I'd make sure that they brought that survey or whatever the questionnaire entailed, they brought that with them to the meeting with me. So I think that, you know, as you mentioned, that that gives you kind of fuel for discussion. And it's a great way to, you know, to initiate a meeting and give the meeting some real value. You know, this coach at Notre Dame, I heard uh, Brian, I think his name's Brian Kelly, the head coach at Notre Mm -hmm. Dame. And I heard him speak just – Oh, maybe a month before the season, and he talked about uh, last year as the head coach at Notre Dame. He really felt like he let his players down, and this year he's uh, much more on point. And he he credits that to individual meetings he held with his players, where the only issue of discussion was how can I be a better head coach, and I want to hear your thoughts on it. And he said it it. it you know, it takes some courage to, to be that direct and, and for a player to be that open-minded and honest with the head coach. But he says he grew so much from that offseason, you know, going into this year that uh, he felt like that was a turning point in his coaching career. And, of course, uh, Notre Dame's having a pretty strong season so yes. far. Yeah, definitely. I think the the point there is that as coaches, whether you're the head coach, a coordinator, an assistant coach, uh, your job ultimately is to serve those players 
and to do your absolute best for them. And I think if you can be open to um, some constructive criticism, realizing, you know, the younger the level you coach at, um, that it might not always be as constructive as you like. And again, we're dealing with adolescence. But at the same time, understanding that there's a, a nugget of truth in there. Uh, that they're trying to communicate and, and extracting that and seeing what we can do uh, to become better as a coach. And, and players will see that. They'll respect that, I believe. Um, they'll, they'll see the work that you're putting into it. And obviously, if you've listened and, and worked to improve yourself, the next year you're going to have a stronger relationship with those guys because they see you out there working as hard as they are to, uh, to craft your skill as a coach. Oh, excellent points. You know, um, I'm not sure where our time limit is right now, but I want to make sure that all the playoff coaches that are in the audience uh, remember to practice their onside kick because <laughs> you just never know if you're going to need it or if you want to use it as a surprise element coming out of halftime or wh- whenever it, it, it fits your, the personality of your team. Uh, I remember being in a bowl game and had my San Jose State team onside kick with a two-touchdown lead, and uh, we didn't get it but our defense went in and they knew we were going to use it and they were prepared either way. And of course they, they kept them out of the end zone because they were, uh, they were prepared and they, and, and using an onside kick as a, as a, as a surprise sometimes can, uh, uh, set a, a mind. It can kind of set a, uh, create a mindset for your team that we're going to be aggressive. We're going to be confident and we're going to go for the jugular. So I want to encourage all the coaches, to make sure they they practice that part of their special teams as they get into the playoffs. Absolutely, Coach. You and I had an early uh, season podcast where we were talking about practicing all those rare situations that come up and making sure you're prepared. And, you know, you may have worked on those over the course of the season. If you have some time, it's, it's, I think, worth going back to listening to that podcast and maybe making a checklist of some of those things that now – you know, you want to be sure you're prepared for because uh, it's do or die. You you don't want to be putting the equipment away at the end of the week. You want to be living for one more, at least one more week uh, and continuing your season. So that's a great uh, recommendation to our playoff coaches. I want to say to uh, to all those out there, we're going to continue again with this podcast next week uh, and offer some ideas for, for those of you who uh, continue to move on in the playoffs and uh, and to help those coaches who are into their offseason now uh, getting – you're getting ready for 2018 and doing some planning and organization. So best of luck to uh, all coaches this week in the playoffs. Great, Keith, and I wish every coach uh, a great conclusion to your season. Thanks again for listening to the Coach and Coordinator Podcast. Go to glazierclinics.com slash win to enter the sweepstakes for the Glazier Clinic staff pass and travel expenses to one clinic, which includes flight, hotel, and rental car. Again, go to glazierclinics.com win for your chance to win.